I am Steli. <laughs> I am Gavin. And this is SpongeBob Squarecast, a SpongeBob SquarePants podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hi, hi. For the record, we didn't split up. We just took an 18 month vacation. Yeah. My bad. 18 months. Has it been that long? What are we doing this for again? Um, I don't know. I just, I felt it was necessary to give some closure to the good people of the world. Well, this is true. We've been sitting on episode 19 of season three for the last year and a half, and it just felt, it started to feel rude that we'd never actually finished season three. And yeah, we, we kind of just disappeared. We didn't even say we were going away. We didn't we stop, just, right? We just left. You had gone to Washington. Yeah. D.C., our nation's capital. That That's the place I Wh- went to, in Where fact. you didn't die. I It looks like I got hit in the middle of Pennsylvania by an airplane <laughs> on the side of the road. 9-11 joke? No. I did, that wasn't where I was going with that. <laughs> but it ended up that way. I go. didn't... I. I forgot that that had that plane in Pennsylvania. We've become edgy in the last. Don't say that word. Edgy? No. Well, that's why I said it. Off to a phenomenal start. So here we are. Yeah. We returned. I guess we decided that we would, we would do, the final episode of season three just to get that done, and then we have a certain sense of closure and completion for, for that part of SpongeBob SquarePants. Indeed. And then we'll see how we feel. We maybe, we'll maybe depends, go a little bit further into season four. depends on the people's ideals of if they would like us to continue on to season four. And then season five, that's kind of during the decline. That's I think where... We'd, yeah, we'd always had the idea that we would do maybe the first four or five seasons and then stop. Because that's really where SpongeBob was good. It's like and doing then, the first nine seasons of The Simpsons. Yeah. No, nobody's interested in season twenty three of The Simpsons. Does anybody Nobody. still watch The Simpsons? They still make them. I don't. I know that's not an answer to your question, but they still make them. Do you watch The Simpsons? I haven't watched The Simpsons in probably twenty years. That's unfortunate. Well, it's funny, but it, I don't know. They, we had an assignment in class, and we had for Spanish, right? And they had Simpsons characters, and you had to like put them in accordance to the countries of Central America or something. I don't know. And instead of calling Santa's little helper, Santa's little helper, they just called it the dog. <gasps> and I'm like, I knew I knew the name of Santa's little helper. And I was like, this is the name of the dog. Have it, you watched any Simpsons? I have in my life. Have you? Yeah. We watched during Christmas time. Oh. Me and... Good old Father Ruski went down. Your Russian father. Yeah, and we went down, and we were we were scrolling through Disney Plus, and we just saw The Simpsons, and we were like, "Why not give it a go?" We watched the first three, and then we never watched it ever again. <laughs> Seems a bit right. Yeah. So, what's changed in the last eighteen months? Then I don't know. You're now in high school. That's my current occupation. Yeah. Because I think you must have been in middle school when we last did this. Yeah, it was the end of eighth grade. And I am now 50 years old. Yeah, and I'm now 14. Almost at the 15. Which you when you started this? 10, 10? 
11. You had a very 11. high pitched voice when we started it was, this. It was quite high. I went back. I don't even remember my voice ever being that high. I don't remember it being that high either. And when I see photographs of you from that time, I don't remember you looking like that. Yeah, I don't I don't know what happened. Maybe maybe I didn't actually exist back then. I was just a cardboard cutout and I wasn't real. Maybe. Yeah. Nobody would have known. Oh well. Probably not. So we are here to talk about season three, episode twenty, and we're just going to hit both of these episodes and one pass, which are SpongeBob Meets the Strangler and Pranks a lot. Indeed. This is the first SpongeBob that I've watched since we last did this. Okay. Have, have you been watching it? I don't think that I've been actively wa- I think I've seen some episodes of SpongeBob, definitely. But I've probably not been actively looking through the episode log and right. wanting to watch SpongeBob now. Well, I can't remember really much about what happened prior to any of this, but these episodes I thought were pretty funny. Good. So, I think at this point, I do some fun facts. I just, I, I hope so. I don't know. We didn't have a very long introductory bit here, but I mean, we've got two whole episodes to cover. Yeah, we've got so. a lot to cover here. And we kind of try to remember what we do. Don't I, don't I answer the questions to get my $2? That was the Patreon. That was just the Patreon. No. Mm-hmm. No way. That was when we did the quiz. We didn't do a quiz every week. I didn't write a quiz every week. Darn. You should do a quiz anyway. This episode was first aired in the US on October 11, 2004. It was written by Paul Tibbet, Kent Osborne, C.H. Greenblatt and Meriwether Williams, who still hasn't got back to us, by the way. It's been we years. We wrote her about three years ago and she still hasn't answered. And I think if she had answered... Is she still alive? I think so. Let's hope. Let's check. You check that out while I go through some trivia. There are several implications that Spongebob knew that his so-called bodyguard was a strangler all along. He took too long with his errands. He took six hours and 20 minutes to get into his house, only subsequently to find the key under the mat. He climbed on top of him to gain entrance, and at one point he says, don't mention it, strangler, I mean bodyguard. The episode was originally going to be titled Litterbug. The episode takes place on July 14th, Spongebob's birthday, which is celebrated in the episode. The episode reveals that Bikini Bottom has an airport. Whoa. And all the main characters, except Karen, appear in this episode. Those are some crazy fun crazy facts. Crazy fun facts. So she's still alive. She's rocking 55 years of age. She's only five years older than me. Yeah. Bloody hell. And she's done a whole lot more than you have. She really has. Yeah. Credits. 28 writing credits. That's 28. 45 episodes of SpongeBob SquarePants she's done. See, I feel like we've talked about it at least 45 times. Probably. I don't know. She also did Littlest Pet Shop, My Little Pony, Adventure Time. 37 episodes of Adventure Time. You used to like that. I, 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 I can enjoy some Adventure Time. What's not to love? There's a talking dog. Yeah, it kind of annoyed me. Why? Are you ready, Stelly? Aye, aye, Gavin. <laughs> we open on. We open on. I actually didn't write that that time. I forgot <laughs> we even did that. Oh, we've evolved. So SpongeBob, he's waiting for clock to tick so he can click, like he can uh, punch in. Punch out. Direct, no, it's in. He's, he's going right in. in. Yeah. 
I thought he was going to punch out. See, that's what I associate with staying at the clock for. No, he wants to, to get there up. directly on time. Right. Because he's the greatest employee. Seven o'clock. Yeah. So he clocks in and Squidward is not having it. And he kind of wants to clock out, but they're actively clocking in at that very moment. SpongeBob has clocked in on time 100% of the time. And Sponge and Squidward. Squidward. Yep, that's his name. Squidward, that's, that's his name. He's a little furry thing. He clocked in on time 12% of the time. Which is significantly less. Which surprised me. Than 100%. Why? He hates his job. He does hate his job, but what else is he doing? He's playing clarinet. He's doing interpretative art. He's doing dance. He's doing... He's sleeping. He's living life. He's enjoying himself. Who are you to... Who are you to judge? Well, that's me putting my place. (laughs) And then Spongebob. So he leaves the restaurant... And he goes, and he's on litter control. Yep. So he's he's picking up all this litter, and then he realizes there's there's like a constant flow of litter pouring out of the back of some dude's car, mm-hmm. and it's some super like jacked guy, right? Oofed, right. Like the most meanest, roughest, toughest fish that you're ever likely to see in your life. It looked like a bit of a greaser. Yeah, but as a fish. Yeah, a greaser fish. A greaser. Mm-hmm. A greaser. Mm-hmm. Like the 50s guys. Exactly, like the 50s the, guys. The, the bad the guys in every Stephen King novel are all greasers. Okay, good to know. So, Greaser Man, mm-hmm. also known as the Strangler, right? Well, we don't know that at this point. We don't know that yet, never mind. So, he's in his car, and then he's like, Hey dog, what are you going to do? I'm littering all over the place. What are you going to call the cops? And then the cops show up and they arrest him with many, many handcuffs. Very promptly. They handcuff his eyes. Yeah, because why do you need to see if you're not looking at the crimes you're committing? So they have to lock his eyes. They have to lock his arms, his legs, his everywhere. And Spongebob's like, yeah, thank you, policeman. And the policemen are like, thank you, Spongebob, for getting the tattletale strangler. He is the tattletale strangler. And Squidward makes Spongebob very aware of this fact. And Spongebob's like, what the heck? I didn't know that. I'm going to get strangled and murdered. Yeah, and yeah. The tattletale strangler, as his name would suggest, as strangles a guy who strangles tales. people yeah. who tell tales on them. Which is not good for Spongebob because he is in fact tattled on the tattletale strangler. He has. And then the policemen are like, don't worry, Spongebob, we got you. He's locked up. Yep. He has got cuffed oh, up. Oh, he'll be locked up for a long time. Don't, don't you worry don't about that. You, don't you worry. Turns out he has escaped the cop car. Already escaped. Already. It's been like about two seconds and he's already out of that car, right? So. And as he's in the back of the car before he gets, uh, before he escapes, he draws a picture of and he just, Spongebob somehow with some crayons that are left in the back of the police car. With his cuffed hands. Mm-hmm. Draws a picture on the back of the headrest on the front seat turns it around strangles it because that's what he's going to do spongebob right. i don't know if you noticed because he's a strangler so that's his profession and spongebob and spongebob's a grass so snitches get stitches right yeah precisely and spongebob's like hey policeman i need some help this guy's gonna come out and kill me and they're like we ain't a bodyguard pal go work go live your life so Which he's gotta is go the problem with the police yeah, come on, policeman. Come save 
he was doing good. Protect and serve, right? Precisely. Serve. Come on. What what were you trying to do there? Protect and serve. Okay. Anyway, SpongeBob goes out and he's getting a bodyguard for his protection. And he's he's trying to get Mr. Krabs, Larry, every buff guy in the town. Mm-hmm. He's trying to convince to help him. But they don't want to fight the Tattletail Strangler. Because it seems that everyone in Bikini Bottom has heard of the Tattletail Strangler. And he's a big bad guy. SpongeBob. Yeah, because he's pretty uncultured, we've discovered. <laughs> he doesn't really get out into town much. He goes home and he goes to work. Keeps himself to himself. Precisely. So he's not sure of the Strangler Man, but he will get murdered by the Strangler Man. So Strangler Man is on a bench, right? He's got a mustache on. Mm-hmm. SpongeBob goes up to him and is like, hey, do you want to help me with this Strangler? Strangler Man, who isn't the Strangler Man. He's a bodyguard man who's like the Strangler, but he's not the Strangler because he has a mustache on. And Spongebob doesn't know. Right. And so... A mustache that still has a price tag on it. Precisely. And Spongebob is like, hey, bud, do you want to be my bodyguard? And he's like, no. I mean, yes. I will be your bodyguard because I'm definitely not the Tattletail Strangler. So that's his bodyguard. Right. And he's doing this weird little evil laugh thing. I don't really know what was going on there. (laughs) That's, That's exactly what he did. You're so precisely right. And the Strangler is like, hey, bud. Let's go out into this wilderness where no one will see me strangle you and just go out into a place with no witnesses at all. Yeah, it was a very dodgy suggestion. But SpongeBob's a clueless little man, so Mm -hmm. he's got no idea. Strangler goes up to strangle. Doesn't happen because there's witnesses around. Places crawling with witnesses. So SpongeBob's like, hey, let's go. Let's go to my house. We can do that. And I'll shut off all the lights and no one will even be there. But first, I got to go do some errands. Right. And he's asking about, like, the toilet paper or whatever, some wet wipes. I don't really know. Yeah, the kitchen paper was uh, best in the town or best around. And he didn't know which one would be the better one. Yeah. Best in town or best around. And he asked the Strangler. Which is better. And Strangler is getting pretty fed up with SpongeBob. This is the start of where this episode turns. Yeah, so Spongebob, his talent is annoying everybody who he sees. Right. So he does all his errands, and then we're finally back at his house. And he's like, hold on a minute. I do not have my key. I need my key to get into my house. And then 20 minutes later, still doesn't have his key. And then the strangler man is like, let's break into this window. How do we break into this window? I don't even know. But he's going to lift up Spongebob to go into the window. And yep. Spongebob was like, okay, beware of my super spiky cleats. Mm. Cleats go straight into the man's eyeball. Which right into the retina. Absolutely shocked me. Yeah. When I was watching this, I expected the cleats to go into the bodyguard's head. Yeah. Or maybe shoulders. I didn't expect them to go straight into both his eyes. Yeah, it was actually it terrifying. It shocked me. It was the most disgusting sight I've ever seen in my life. And I've got I a thing felt, with eyes. I hate, I hate felt, things with eyes. Felt the pain mm-hmm. through my skull, pretty much. <laughs> right. And it's he's like that for like six hours. Mm-hmm. Can't pull the cleats out. But when he does pull the cleats out, they go into the house. Because SpongeBob has a spare key right under his mat. It's been there all along. The whole time. 
because he's not the sharpest tool in the shed, as one could say. Right. Go into the house. Strangler's like, okay, bud. Strangle time. Strangle time. Goes up. Prepares to strangle. SpongeBob is like, okay, let's go. Hurry, hip, hooray. Boom. People are in the room. <laughs> they have a surprise party because he's 100% on time. I love that. I love the, the call back to the start of the episode because you think the, the first minute of the episode about the punching on time thing was, was nothing. Yeah. But it all comes around here and I thought that was great. And then it further becomes great because it's a party that SpongeBob himself has thrown. He's thrown his own surprise yeah. party. That was hilarious. Because he sent out all the invitations <laughs> and Patrick is just a happy clam right. living life. Party goes down and then it ends. Right. Strangler is sitting on the chair and then he's ready to just strangle SpongeBob. Mm -hmm. And then boom, another party's going down because it's SpongeBob's birthday. And I don't even know how, why is it his birthday? How did we get here? Why would he have two parties? He threw his own party. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't he have the 100% on time a day later? He's still going to be 100% on time the next day. So it's almost like he planned it. Almost, almost like the writers planned for this to happen because they wrote the story. So they dance around. And I'd just like to add that while they were dancing around, I saw our good pal Squidward with a lampshade on his head. <laughs> and he was doing something, but I'm not really sure what he was going for there, but it's okay. Just he's think he's just, had a little bit, maybe a little bit too much to drink there. I don't think they have alcohol under the seat. He'd go right up. It'd go straight straight up. That's what alcohol does, doesn't it? Go straight up. Go straight up. As far as I know. If you pour it, it'll just go, go straight up. up. Yeah. Is that not correct? And water? Yeah. <laughs> they just pour it down? So they would pour it up? Maybe. I don't know. Is that how that works? I doubt it. There's bars in Bikini Bottom, though, isn't there? I don't know. Because Spongebob goes to a rough bar in this episode to try and get someone to be his bodyguard. Alcohol and water don't mix. Alcohol consumption can significantly increase the risk of drowning. I don't know if that has to do with anything. <laughs> well, One maybe Squidward just liked to wear a lampshade on his head. Possibly. You had a, a, a pizza holder thing on your head this week. Did I? Oh. I forgot I did that. People like to put things on their head. Precisely. He's just a strange man. So, party goes down. Patrick, he's still there after the party happens. And he's like, Strangler, what's up? And then the Strangler is like, boom, Patrick is actually the Strangler. Don't you worry. And then Patrick goes to turn himself in. Patrick is terrified that he is a Tattletale Strangler. Because, I don't know, he's also not the sharpest tool in the, ta right. in the shed. Or his head. Or his, yeah, he's just not the brightest bulb in the shed. The shed, precisely. So, the Patrick turns himself in. Right. Strangler is like finally alone with SpongeBob now. Ready? He's locked and loaded. Locked and loaded. But then, boom. Well, he tears off his mustache. Because he because SpongeBob doesn't believe that he's the Strangler, even mm -hmm. when he does take off the mustache. And but he's he like, reveals that he got it at a party store. And then, boom, party happens. <laughs> party. And then the party comes back again. Strangler 
cannot strangle. He cannot do his civil duty to <laughs> strangle the tattletales of Bikini Bottom. He's finally had enough. He's had enough. He's running away constantly. He has run to the airport. He has run everywhere. Just everywhere he physically is capable. And SpongeBob still does not believe that he's the strangler. No, he runs after him. Yeah. Under the plane. Still is not convinced. And then he drops out of the sky after he launches himself with a parachute. Mm -hmm. Lands right into the prison. And then guess who's in the prison? Patrick. Because, as we all know, he turned himself in as a strangler. So now there's double time stranglers. Craziness has ensued. The end. And that's the end of the episode. And that's the end of the episode. (laughs) Whoa. This was a classic formula Spongebob episode, wasn't it? Where it looks like Spongebob is going to be... Murdered. (laughs) Murdered or hurt in some way or has been threatened by something. But then the tables turn round about the halfway mark and Spongebob gets the upper hand and eventually just wears the threat down, whatever that is. Yeah. And we've seen this kind of episode before, but I thought this was really funny. He wins with the fact that he's annoying and nobody wants to be around him. Just wears people down just over and over and over again. No matter who you are. Even if you're the roughest, toughest, boom, boom, pow, pow guy, Mm -hmm. Spongebob is just an annoying little freak show (laughs) and you never want to be around him. So... They just don't want to kidnap you because that's too much work and they'd have to be around you for too long. Yeah. Too long. There were lots of funny bits in this one. I liked the lampshade an awful lot. I liked the scribbling on the back of the the uh, headrest. That was funny. And just the fact that the, the party paid off with a 100% punctuality. That was a... And a, a SpongeBob throwing his own surprise party every yeah, single time. That was great. What's surprising... Nothing. Mm -hmm. But maybe he's like, you know, the little men in black, little... Yep. Maybe he did that to himself, so we wouldn't know about that. But that's that one dealt with. The Strangler is in prison. We can forget about him. Maybe. So what kind of score would you give this one out of 10, then? Um, I would give it a solid eight and a half. Mine is also solid. Yep. And mine is also eight and a half. Well, you're just copying what I'm doing. A little bit. Well, that's unfortunate. That was a great episode. And that was a good way to do the first half of our first episode back. I to forgot we were doing double time. I was ready to wrap it up. And then you've like, got like one foot out the door here, but we've got pranks a lot to talk about. Doubling up today. Yeah, I have some fun facts about this one as well. This was first aired again on... October 11, 2004. It was written by Paul Tibbet, Ken Osborne, and again, Meriwether Williams, who still hasn't written back to us. Maybe her, maybe the lady who's supposed to be writing emails for her has died. And along with that, the email has died. And we'll just never know. I don't think she's ever read it. I sent it to her agent. I don't think her agent's even read it. How many emails do you think Meriwether Williams gets these days? I don't think she'd check it. I think she'd end up just giving up, giving in. I've got 13,000 unread emails in my inbox, so I couldn't blame her if that's the case. This is the last episode to be completed during Stephen Hildenberg's time as showrunner. That's quite sad. 
the last episode to have Derek Drimmon, Caleb Moorer, Carson Cugler, Ken Osborne and Meriwether Williams names seen in the opening credits. So this is the final Meriwether Williams episode. Oh, I'm glad we came back now. I'm glad we're doing this. Sending her off on a good note. And now there's no point of her ever replying because we've done it. We've completed Meriwether Williams' run. (sighs) It's the last episode to have Lola Aries as an executive in charge of production before her death in 2018. Well, that's sad as well. And the last episode in the Latin-Spanish dub where Paul Gilman voiced Patrick due to his focus on his music career. That's crazy. Those are the fun facts for that episode. Are you ready again, Steli? Aye, aye. Gavin. We open on? We open on. SpongeBob and Patrick are about to enter the Palace of Pranks. Which is... Which is already funny. Which is a palace. Which is not really a palace. It's like a store of pranks. Like rubber little toy It's a joke prank. shop. Yeah, joke shop. Sure, whatever. That's the name of that. People used to make money and a living out of having a joke shop. You don't see joke shops anymore, do you? No, because nobody falls for anything of that sort. The internet has ruined jokes. Sure. Anyway. So so, ruined jokes on this. Huh? Hmm? Huh? Anyway. So, SpongeBob, he's handing over a can of C-nut brittle to Patrick. And Patrick opens it up, and boom, it's not C-nut brittle. It's these joke, funny little things. Mm -hmm. And Patrick has a recurring problem of falling for every single joke or prank. Even if he knows about it beforehand, he's going to fall for it. But he doesn't seem to realize that this is a joke. He's still no. looking for his scene up brittle. And it's quite sad, actually. I, If I was SpongeBob, I would feel remorse for my friend, and yeah. I would go back, and I would just... I'd never, I never breathed the same air the I'd, way that I did before. <laughs> wow. Well, I'd maybe go speak to Patrick's parents after this. Just have a word just to see if everything's okay at home. Precisely. Yeah. Like call someone. Call the call the counselor. Call a therapist right. for Patrick. Moving on. Frank <laughs> Frank is the guy who pranks. Pranky Frank. Well and that's he, fortunate. And he pranks Patrick with an electric but you know the little things where you do a handshake, mm-hmm. boom, shocks your hand. Patrick Underwater. He's he's been pranked again and he doesn't understand still but that's okay and they've only got a dollar to their name because spongebob he's not getting that much money from mr krabs no because it doesn't take very much money he because he's doing it for the love yeah i don't know how his rent how how his bills are paid anyway they are continuing Mm. into this shop of wonder and Spongebob is asking Frank the prankster, what can I get for one singular dollar? And Frank gives him these horrible, like, weird, awful things. Like, a fake dollar <laughs> to prank your friends. Which I wouldn't pay a dollar for, because you could just use a real dollar. And it would make no difference. Yeah, that's a joke. That was quite funny, I'd say. I giggled. I let out a hard chuckle I at that you. one. I know. I liked a little gag that we used to do uh, with a pound coin. So a pound coin is kind of thicker than any American coins, but we used to glue them to the sidewalk. Uh-huh. 
and then watch people come along see a pound coin because a pound coin is certainly worth picking up so they'd bend over and try and pick it up but they couldn't pick it up because it's super glued onto the onto the cement and they try and kick it off and they try and unhinge it from the from the sidewalk and they couldn't nobody and, and had like a, a knife ac- is it acetone is that what it is that that ruins superglue. Nobody has this on them. No. I mean, superglue, it's not that hard to just, you know. You know. Just get in there with a knife, with a with a stone, well, we with got a shovel. Many a chuckle out of this. Well, I'll have to try it out. I mean, it was the 80s, so, you know. I don't think I don't things. think I'd chuckle at that one. I don't think a pound coin is worth too much these days. In the place of the pounds. No. But that's okay. We're living life. Did you ever get your pound coin back? No, because you you kind of donated it to the joke. Well, I think that's an awful idea. More money than sense, perhaps. Certainly. Anyway, so SpongeBob has offered a can of invisible spray that you spray on things and it makes it invisible. Which seems far more valuable than a dollar. Precisely. And I didn't think that the invisible spray was actually going to do anything to make anything invisible. But apparently it also stains your clothes because of course it does. So this is the funniest bit of the the whole episode, I think, is... So they just strip naked on the side of the road. SpongeBob's like, Patrick, why are you naked? Because it stains the clothes. You don't want (laughs) invisible clothes, obviously. So both of them have stripped naked on the side of the road. And this mm. is clearly public indecency, but nobody seems to mind right. because the public the public police department is just awful at their job. They're still celebrating that they've caught the strangler. Yeah. And they see the well, a bus comes by and they're looking at the indecency on the side of the road. And it's like a tour guide kind of thing. I don't really know what's going on. And he points at him and he's like, look, there's two guys... Stripped down naked, <laughs> fighting over a pan of can of paint. And I don't know how I would feel in that situation. I would probably call the police. Now we've I seen some lie. sites driving through Lansing. But I probably don't think I've not ever seen that. Two naked dudes fighting over a ton of paint. I mean and, and I'm grateful for that. You never know. Next time you drive up, we could see some nude people. One of them called Patrick. And one of them named Bob, and they're fighting over a can of paint. Maybe they're wearing name tags, and we can just go up and check it out. Will it be a can of invisible spray, or will it be paint? I wonder. I wonder if we can arrange this. How? Why would we arrange? I wouldn't arrange for that to happen, but you do you. Okay. Moving on. So across from our side tangent, right there, the uh, take the spray. And they're now invisible. Mm-hmm. That's what. And now they've realized that their original idea to make a bus completely invisible, not a bus, a bench. They're going to make a bench completely invisible and then they're going to sit on the invisible bench. So people think that they're floating, which I don't think is that good of a prank, but no, they're not that wise, but they get in a fight and they're just spraying the invisible paint all over each other. Mm-hmm. And then they make themselves invisible, which I think is far better. Yeah. And then they go up and then they go ask a guy for the time. Guy says three o'clock, <laughs> turns around. Where is everybody? He thinks that they're ghosts. And then they're like, hold on a minute. 
this is the greatest prank of all time. Right. This is some beautiful pranks during we're doing. So they go on and they're just ready to prank about. Mm-hmm. They're they're going to haunt everybody in Bikini Bottom. They haunt Sandy, who is like, oh, look, it's Patrick SpongeBob, pulls off the sheets of the fake ghosts, uh-huh. and she gets in her acorn rocket ship and goes all the way back to Texas, which I don't know how she's planning to return from Texas, but that's not my problem. Because we see it again. This isn't the last that we see this on Sunday. Not the last one. She's always there. Mm. She's a recurring character because she's, in fact, a main character of the SpongeBob SquarePants series. She is. And so ha- so the haunting is working. So they haunt Mrs. Puff. They haunt Squidward. <laughs> I love Mrs. They Puff. haunt the surfer dude. They just haunt everybody in Bikini Bottom. They go around haunting away aggressively, just scaring the good people. But the only person that they haven't scared is Mr. Krabs. And this is so newsworthy that it makes the, the paper. Yeah. And Mr. Krabs is like, I'm not afraid of any ghosts because he has all these precautions from his days as a sailor with all of his mm-hmm. knickknacks and gold and random stuff that he's put on. He's got a plaster on the back and the hairs on the back of his neck to keep them down. Yeah. He's just 100% precautious. And he's obviously quoting Ray Parker Jr. Obviously. Mm-hmm. And he's got the little thingy da. What's on his gold chain? I don't know. Was it? I thought it was Ray. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Anyway, he has on a gold chain as well. Because gold helps scare away the ghouls, the ghosts. Right. And he's ready. He's, he's armed. He's prepared. And then the ghosts come to Mr. Krabs. And Mr. Krabs is not a very brave man. Ghosts get him. Mm. He's he can't leave. They glued the door shut. They made the glass rubber. They've gone to all this trouble. They've clogged the toilets. There's no physical way that this man can get out. And he's against the wall. And then SpongeBob's like, "I'm going to take this a step further." Picks up a dollar and starts burning it in front mm. of Mr. Krabs' eyes. Unless he says mistake. And then Mr. Krabs is like, "Oh no!" Psh, gets water all over SpongeBob. The fact that they're underwater, we're just going to skip over. It's okay. And then SpongeBob and Patrick are now visible, which is not good because they're naked. <laughs> they're naked again. Now, Mr. Krabs wants to know why. Why are you guys naked? Because it stains clothes, <laughs> obviously. And so they are 100% visible to the public eye. Mm-hmm. And they're, Mr. Krabs, at first, he's like, ha ha ha. I was I was a prankster back in my day. Don't you worry. Not going to tell a soul. This was such a funny thing. Such a laugh. I'd never do anything to shame you. Hope you go home and make sure that nobody sees you naked. They take one foot out. Boom. Everybody. <laughs> the entire town is in the Krusty Krab, which is weird because it's nighttime. And they've just left the Krusty Krab. But it's okay. And the doors are still glued shut. And it's still made of plastic. And there was no feasible way that Mr. Krabs could have known that they were the actual ghosts. So there would be no reason for all these people to be here. But anyway. Mr. Krabs announces live nude pranksters. Yep. And they're <laughs> naked in front of the entire town. Then some sexy music starts playing. And then it's the end of episode. Well, SpongeBob says we should have just got the verification. And that was the kind of big punchline, wasn't it? Ah. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. So, public indecency 
is right. the main theme that we've got going here. Well, see, sometimes it's important that they're naked, and sometimes it isn't. I yeah. think it's kind of like Donald Duck only ever wears a, a, little, a little jacket yeah. and never wears anything on his bottom half. But when he comes out of the shower, he's got a towel wrapped around him, which is weird. So it's like the, the rules of nudity in cartoons, I don't think, are kind of set in stone. But this was this was funny because they drew attention to it. They needed to be naked for it to be funny. Right. And the Patrick, why are you naked? Is never not funny. Yeah, because why is he naked? <laughs> I think, I mean, every single pair of clothing that they own is the exact same. So I don't think that it would really matter if they stained a single pair of pants. Right. And if you're going to stain, I mean, it's invisible. Right. But how does that even work? Like, because it would, if your pants are invisible, would it shine through to you or would it shine through you? Because when they sprayed on the invisible thing, yeah, it made up, a hole. If this t-shirt was invisible, uh-huh. you'd see me underneath it. Uh-huh. So if my arms were invisible, uh-huh. you'd just see my torso as being visible, which uh-huh. is weird. So you'd probably want to take that off as well. I don't know. It depends on what rules we're following for invisibility I don't think here. there really are any rules. Because the invisibility cloak in Harry Potter yeah. makes everything invisible. I mean, they're not getting naked, thank God. Yeah. That would have been, so, been a very different movie. So, maybe they should have just not bought the thing. Maybe. Maybe. But they had a lot of fun for a dollar, and that's really what it's all about, isn't it? Yeah, cheap Get thrills. Get your value for money. What did you think of this episode, then? I think it was pretty solid. The public indecency was a little weird. But I think that that's interesting. You find that weird. It was a, it was it was a little off putting. It was just a was little it? strange. Uh, but but it, but it was funny. So who cares if it's indecent if it's humorous? Right. So what score would you give this one? Eight. I think I'd give this one a nine. I well, think this was funnier. I think this was funnier than the first one. And they were both, I thought, really good episodes. Really strong episodes. We're flip flopped here. Flip flopped a little bit. I mean, it was funny though. Good couple of episodes. But the public indecency was, in fact, off-putting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a maybe a generational thing. Naked. <laughs> naked fish. N- naked fish is a generational. <laughs> maybe naked fish is a generational difference. Who knows? Well, I don't know. Now that I'm an old man. I think the generational difference is a, the letter at the end of generation. Very wise, Stelly. Very wise. Thank you. Well, that takes us to the end of season three. So we've finally done it. Yeah. It's, we've it's given done, some closure. It's over. We've closed the book on season three of SpongeBob Squarecast. If we don't come back to do season four, if this we is can the say end. this is the end of the podcast. And that'll let us breathe. Thank, thank everybody. Who has listened to this over what? Three years. Three years? Four years? Four, no, three. About three. It was 2020. So I'd say three. We started before the COVID, didn't we? Maybe, but it wasn't like far. Maybe three going on four, I'd say. A lot of people have downloaded these episodes since then. Over 100,000 downloads, which is far more than... I ever thought possible. 
and and that's that's great and we continue to get really lovely reviews on iTunes and stuff and we continue to get people to download the episodes even though we haven't been releasing any for 18 months so that's just that amazing that's right (laughs) and I don't know if there is any other Spongebob Squarepants podcast at the moment I think this might be it this is I mean I think we're probably the longest running one Probably. Like in There's terms a Nickelodeon of abs- one that yeah, stopped. Well, and you think the Nickelodeon with some money behind it would have been able to do something more long lasting. Could have hired us. Well, I mean, we're sitting right here. We've got the equipment. Call us We've up. We've got the sound effects. <laughs> See, Call us up. That's all we need. We could go. Where are they at? Los Angeles? Probably. We could walk over there <laughs> right. and we could ask. Or we could send an email that they won't read, like Meriwether Williams. So keep this in your feed if you're so inclined and we'll see, maybe we will come back shortly and do season four. But if we don't, thank you ever so much for sticking around and for listening and for the feedback. It's been great and it's been an awful lot of fun doing this, hasn't it, Staley? Yeah. Now you usually finish with a song. I, I don't think I can. I don't think I have the strength. You're choked with the cold. Yeah. I'm a little nasally today. We I don't picked, think it sounds wonderful. We picked a great week to come back. Precisely, yeah. So what are you going to finish on then? Okay, so I'm going to go down and we're going to go with how to say goodbye in all these languages in alphabetical order. And there's 107 of them. So I'm probably not going to get to all the most commonly known ones. But if your language starts with an A, boy, you are in luck. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> Totasins, Miru Pafshim, Mabai, Maafsha Halma, Sure, Tsitsi Suyun, Han Mayam Pitaki, Sagol, Agor, Gidai, that was in Basque, Zdrova, Dovidana, Zvartome, Bye Bye. Adeo, Palab, Bayi, Adeochi, Dovigenia, Oha.